Just do the best you can do. You try to keep it in your hands the best way you can. And if you get an unfortunate thing that happens, it's unfortunate. It really is. And I don't think anyone's trying to scheme anyone out of that. It's just the way sports are. I miss throws, refs miss calls, but we try to do the best we can do. And when they don't go your way, you just complain to the refs like I do. So. <laughs> Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Treasure Island is the spot. It is Cofield and Company. Willie's here. It's Cofield. Jet's helping us out. Back in our Finley Toyota studios, it is Ari. Let's get to some headlines. You know, good question for you. And really everyone out there. The... Two big roughing the passer calls that got so much slicing and dicing and attention. Right? Brady and Grady Jarrett, which basically ended the Falcons' chances of winning the game. And then the strip sack fumble, which would be a fumble, that's why it's a strip sack, by Chris Jones on the Raiders and Derek Carr. Shocker, he fumbled again. Roughing the passer on that one. So two big roughing the passer calls. Do you think the league talked to the officials in mass and said, guys, let's dial it down a little bit. Be really careful this week. Or does the NFL not do that? Is that a Sternian-like move, uh, Don David Sternia, who we know did that? Well, I think <laughs> considering both, you know, same week, um, wouldn't it be a hoot what this week it, if there it, were zero in, roughing in, the passer call? Yeah, right. Somewhat what it affected in the, in the Monday night game in a primetime national TV audience, I think. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if they did that. Okay. It wouldn't. I mean, I think they would. I, I think it's fitting. So you're saying if it does happen. I'm not saying that if there's no roughing the quarterback calls this week that that's why. But yeah. you ask me if I feel as if the league would do something like that. Yeah. Yes, I do. When you when you look at it, when you look at what you know the actual calls, absolutely. I but, mean, but, I if, think, it, I, but if it does happen, it's going to be buried in like Jack's Indy, <laughs> right? Like the game, like the eighth game in the morning, and they're like, "Hey, it's, it's a game on it. If yeah, anything, it's nope. it there's a roughing. Should have been buried in last night. Did everyone see that roughing? Yeah, there's not even video of it. No one even put it out. No. Right? It's these three games you can call roughing in, the most buried games of the day. Yeah. Otherwise, primetime, Philly. No. And Dallas. Yeah. Kansas City, Cooper, Buffalo. Cooper Rush. No. Yep. Mahomes, Allen. Let them play. Hurts. They get buried, they get buried. Do not, do <laughs> not throw the flag. Uh, OJ is very upset about this. He was on Monday night. He wants something. Hometown hero, OJ Simpson, wants something changed. Yours truly here watching this game. <sighs> These officials are kind of hurting the game of football. They got to start getting fined or suspended. Or as much as we don't like this, they're going to have to start replaying in the booth or in New York some of these uh, official quarterback calls. That play, for instance, when the penalty happened, if it happened, it happened after the Kansas City player had the ball. So the, the penalty should be attacked on Kansas City, but Kansas City should have had the ball. Maybe. That's a debate we had early in the week. I don't feel like doing it again. The NFL made a move today. Grady Jarrett, Brady, that was ridiculous. That was embarrassing. The NFL has announced that 
they will be awarding a win to the Falcons and giving the Bucks a loss. No, that's what should happen. That's what could have happened. No, instead, they've handed an $11,000 fine to Tom Brady, who in a year is going to be worth, what, $500 million? Brady got slammed with an $11,000 fine for kicking Grady Jarrett. So, you know what, Art Smith and the Falcons and Jarrett, it's all good. Don't worry about it. You didn't get screwed. $11,000. Tom Brady is getting penalized heavily. It's one less Christmas gift for one of his kids. Is that right? Is that the budget? The custom, yeah. Think about what, what custom you just Range said. Rover. What you just said, aside from a lifetime of favors that Tom Brady Jr. will get, I don't know what his first name is, aside from the benefits of nepotism, do you think, do they have a budget for, is it more than $11,000 a kid every Christmas? It probably is. I, I don't know if do they have a each set. child gets like $25,000 in items when you're that rich? Giselle's worth, I don't know, everyone bragged about how rich he was. What is she, a billionaire? And then Brady's worth, you know, $400 million. Do I'd the be, kids get 25000 in gifts and they're like, that's I would it? Be, I would be hypocritical to, to, to comment on something like this subject. Why is this? When I was married, oh, okay. she had, her son was, I don't know, a year and a half younger than Jordan, but I made sure that there was an exact equal amount number of gifts. Now, now budget-wise, we didn't count money. The number of gifts or the money? The, the number of gifts. Oh, really? But What was the, the cap? No, there was no cap. It was just make sure that okay. one didn't. Because they're stepbrothers. They were young when, they, when we got together. You know, that eight, makes nine sense. Years old. So, like, I didn't want one to have, I don't know, 24 gifts and the other one to have 21. 24, 20, wow, 45 gifts for the kids. We made sure that, well, I mean, that includes, like, the stocking stuff or the sure. typical you, stuff. You wrap, you wrap up each sock individually. <laughs> no. Here's a six-pack no. of socks. No, There's six no but I will tell you that, like, like I didn't do, like, my mom used to, like, you'd have a Christmas box if, and there'd be, like, three shirts and a pair of pants in the same box. No, I, you'd separate the stuff and make sure. Of course, sure you got to yeah. get, you got to crowd the tree more. Yes. See, wake, I, wake up, I thought you were going to tell me a personal story about the riches you got as a child. And I thought I you were going to tell me, no, like, no. when I was 14, no. I got a Cadillac. It was Uncle no. Paul's old Cadillac. No, it would. You can my, drive this in three years. Here's Uncle Paul Anka's Cadillac. Mine was the over-under of whether it was, like, November 14th, you know, that, that I heard the phrase, well, William, it's not going to be a lot this year, so just pick one big one and then a couple others. That was basically the same phrase every year. So I made sure that that was never going to be a phrase that Jordan heard. So when you see TB12 getting an $11,000 fine, Devontae Adams is going to get what? That's just it. It's like, what is he? I mean, Tom Brady, $11,000 for kicking during a play. Sort of just, well, your aggression got the best of you. This is totally different. And there's been a police report filed against this guy, which obviously setting up nicely for a civil. He, he talked to a lawyer. Well, here's what you got to do. Go to the hospital. You got to have a hospital report. You got to have a police report. I mean, it's setting up nicely for this guy to have a civil lawsuit, obviously. But it's a knock against a face of the league, a big face of the league. It, it's. I think it's going to be. I don't think that he should be suspended. I really don't. From the first time, like we've heard different clips. We've all through today. We've heard different sound bites talk. People talk about it. I've heard, I've heard Adam talk about it. I've heard the morning guys talk about it. Everybody. From the very first time that a video was shared, and I can't remember who did it from 
from one of the local media guys. But that second angle, the guy jumps up, literally jumps up in his path, and he wasn't even paying attention. I mean, it did somewhat startle him. It did somewhat startle Devontae. Like, he just jumps up, he's right in his path. Now, the thing against Devontae Adams, the one thing that I don't know how many people, is he really does, he goes, it's like there's a full extension of shove. It wasn't like 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 brace yourself because you're stunned and hold something off. He did. There was a full extension. But like Tim Brown said, like we've, I've heard other people say, you should know not to be blocking that tunnel. You should know, to, you know, people are coming off. And he jumped up right in his way. To, to, for Devontae Adams to be suspended for even one game, I think, is wrong. Does he gotta, he's definitely got to get a fine. But I don't think he should be suspended. Big weekend of big football games. Bills and Chiefs going at it. That's an awesome one. We'll have a pick on that a little later on. Um, have you looked back on your Super Bowl pick? Cause, Man. And or did you put one in? Because I don't know that we got one on the air. This this guy to my left. Yeah, Adam Hill's uh, part of the peanut gallery here down at Treasure Island watching the we show. We were here. That was a crazy day that day. My phone went off. Did your phone wait, go? Wait. Let, let me. I'm going to jump in here. Okay. Because I wasn't here that day. No, you were I tried to chi- chime in late because I was yeah. uh, in the air yep. going to a UNLV game. And I knew going in, right, because I think I even, like, helped build the rundown. Yeah. And, like, in four spots, I put picks, preseason picks, no, we preseason didn't, we picks. Listen, we didn't. And, and, I, and I knew. I was like, no, we they're did. not going to execute this we did and not. get the G-damn picks out. We and that's exactly what happened. So you got nothing on the record. We you did. don't have a Super Bowl pick this year. We did not ignore the rundown. That was a crazy day. First of all, because we were trying to make up for your traveling ass. You, you weren't making but, up for anything. You had three hours we also had, to get in, we also like had four minutes of content, Adam, and you, you ran remember, out of time. Wait a minute. We had, that was the day that we had the last-minute cancellation. We had, uh, I think, Frank Hawkins jumped uh, in you for had, us. You had, you had phone calls and disruptions oh, it, it was, in the 5 o'clock insane. hour. You had two hours we got, to get to your picks, and you never got to them. <laughs> I'm not here to chastise you. What was, what was your Super Bowl pick? Because it, it still counts. It was funny because in there I put, I said, oh, man, Adam's going to with this one I, I i swear i still have it somewhere in my lotus five mm-hmm. uh, sure is, i was i was gonna talk about i was gonna say i'm bringing back the glory days of the early 90s with my team but the last thing adam wants to hear me say is my super bowl pick is dallas versus buffalo but that was what it was going to be well it is it is my pick and, yes. and wait and you sent over a note today you're mad that it didn't get on the air because you're feeling really good about that right now really yeah. You're feeling good about the Cowboys Super Bowl pick? Yeah. Wow. What are you, insane? No. Are they winning? Yes or no? Just answer the question. Are they <laughs> winning? Are they playing yeah. for first place this week? Yes, Willie. Okay. The Cowboys are winning. They're, they're playing for first place this week, are they not? Yes. All right. Well. They're in the Super Bowl if they win this game. Nah, that's not what I said. See how you twist? You twist. I didn't twist anything. You asked me, are they winning? Like, there's there's a little more depth to that question. There's not. That. Are they're, they winning? For, yes. Hey, there's a there's there's something to be said for a team that okay. finds a way to win. The Raiders can't find a way to win. But the Cowboys can't. The easy way to flip it back on me is I'm not flipping nothing on you no, because no, that's not my style. One of my one of my picks. <laughs> I rolled the dice a bit. I trusted in the wrong guy, and then I actually made a bet based on that pick. I did have the Steelers winning the AFC North. <laughs> Oh, boy. I think I'm in trouble on that one. How's my Texans bet, Devin? Uh, you're in the game. 
The Jags look like sloppy old Jags, immature Trevor Lawrence last week. That was that was awful. That one's going to sting because we have three bets, and that's the tiebreaker. And what's crazy is the one that I went into the season feeling great about is the one that's in the crapper. Raiders. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Chiefs minus two and a half wins over the Raiders. I, I almost, you know, I would have, I would have that. The crappiness might have went away if they would have pulled off that Monday night win. Golden Knights win last night. Shut out. Logan Thompson getting the job done. I want to play you a little Bruce Cassidy from his appearance on the press box on Thursday morning before the opener, and he was talking here about Logan Thompson and if he could be the guy. We obviously have competition going into this year with Robin's injury. Uh, Logan had the leg up, I thought, simply because of experience. He'd been in front of this group and played well late last year. Um, we're playing a little different style of play, so that's probably the same for everybody. And Hill comes in, uh, certainly uh, opportunity for him. Brassois still injured, so he's he'll be a little late to, to the competition. But we'll, we'll hopefully get an opportunity to sort of get into that. But at the end of the day, yeah, we'd, we'd love it if Logan stepped up and was the guy. I think it's a lot to ask most goaltenders now in the NHL to play that 60-65 game schedule. I think there's very few that do that. So we're not going to ask him to, to play that, but maybe 60% of the workload, if he could handle that, would be great, especially a guy his age. What do you think of that? 60% of the load. You think Logan Thompson's going to have to play more? Well, it's it's so hard to say. Or, they- or will earn more time. He could earn more, but I don't know if he's going to have to. It's just a matter of, I mean, we have seen not just this team, but obviously last year, we've seen the injury bug hit lots of hockey teams. So it's whether he has to shoulder the burden, whether he earned, I mean, I think he's he's earned, I, I said this coming in, I've been saying that he earned the number one. And just give him, a, just give him the, the chance to go out and prove himself, and I mean, I think he's done just that um but this is a guy that's he's 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 earned a spot that's for sure i mean shouldering the the load for 60 percent of the time that's that's doable join cofield and company on fridays for the three to six show at the golden circle sports book and bar there's nothing like a football friday at treasure island the 0-1 Alvarez punishes one deep to left field. Gives it goodbye. And the Landry's Crawford boxes. Astros lead it. Three to two. Jordan does it again. Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. Phillies a winner. You hear the Astros home run there. Phillies a winner earlier today. Big day for the uh, Las Vegas Phillies as Bryson Stott starts the rally early in the game as the Phils put up a six-run third. Bryce Harper, two for four, three ribbies, the home run. He helped blow it open. 9-1 final. Phillies lead the series now 2-1. One win away from the NLCS. I believe that was their first home playoff win since 2001, I believe. We were just talking during the break about the Raiders' schedule Mm. for this off week. Mm -hmm. Max Crosby and his fiancée had their baby girl, so that's cool. Held out. The girl knew. Baby girl knew. 
Yeah. He's got to play in the Chiefs game. You know, you know, come along here Tuesday to Tuesday. Is that actually the schedule for the Raiders? When are they actually back? Because my fear, you know, when you've got you know hard charging coaches, is that hey guys, you got to be around the facility all the time, or is it mandated by the league that hey during the bye week they get a certain amount of time off? Yeah, during the that's part. I would imagine that's part of the CBA. Is like the, there's no required amount of time. Now, do I think a team that's one and four that had high expectations? is not in the facility. I mean, and I don't know if they're allowed to use the facility. That may be something where, like, they, they, they don't go on to. Like, for instance, when in the NHL, when there's a bye week, they're not allowed to be on NHL property in any way, shape, or form. They can go work out on their own if that's voluntary. So I would imagine these guys are working out, doing their thing. If they can go use a facility, I mean, I would imagine I, – I, I'm guessing that we will have them. They'll be back to official practice. It'll be like a normal work week starting Sunday, but they're on their bye, so they don't play Sunday. I don't think that I, we may get McDaniels on Monday, but Tuesday is their normal off day, and then they're back Wednesday, and then we're in there Wednesday, um, Thursday, and then they get ready for the game. It's National Tight End Day on, on their next home game, and Brevin Jordan comes home to play. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of tight ends. Will. You like that? Sir. Right, yeah, yeah. Speaking of tight ends, or will Darren Waller be able to celebrate National Tight End Day? Is that what you wanted? Well, Something like that? Was that was that cheesy and over the top was, enough? It was, it was I like it. I like it. Yeah, there's no telling. I mean, uh, right, we're in radio it, silence right now. It's, it's funny that... Uh, Somebody we may be talking to, but it's one of our one of our regulars. He texted me the other night during the watch party, and we were going over the different players. Jacobs is balling out, and Waller is counting his money. Hamstring injury. It, it, uh, you know, it, it, it goes back to, you know, we were all saying, well, there's no hamstring injury during camp that he was just holding in, and it was a farce. Now, I had said... And I was asked, well, do you think? I said, I don't think it's something that's keeping him out, but that doesn't mean that he didn't aggravate something, but it can be treated. You put some stim, you get some treatment, you do some stretching, and you do some light workouts. He was completely holding out. It was completely on that, that that's why he wasn't seen on the field, that he couldn't perform. Maybe it was more serious than any of us imagined, and he re-aggravated it, but he's now dealing with the hamstring injury that, Took him out of the game. Now he, this, you know, he's in his season since 2015. He's only had two seasons where he's played in all 16 games. Only one where he started in all 16. 2019, the last year that the Raiders were in Oakland. Last year, he only played in 11 games. He missed five. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is. I guess the bye week came at the right time when, in terms of Darren Waller, getting healed up from this aggravated hamstring injury. Golden Circle, Sportsbook and Bar. We're here for another 35 minutes. Willie's back tomorrow with Gooch. 9 a.m. show. Who do you have on? Who's booked? We have national NHL writer Stephen Wino. Always always a good guest. We're going to talk some hockey. We'll talk some Golden Knights. And he's obviously familiar with Bruce Cassidy and covering the Washington Capitals with Cassidy's Days in Boston. We have... Former Raider and fun-loving old-school Las Vegas Frank Hawkins coming on. He should be good first thing on a Saturday morning, right? 
And then we have, it's perfect for our final guest of the day. Tomorrow is National Grouch Day. Ah, yeah! <laughs> our 1030 guest is Steve Cofield. He's going to come on and talk UNLV Rebels. Is that true? Yeah, it is. Is that right? Yes. Oh, thank you for booking me. Let's all celebrate <laughs> together tomorrow morning. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. All right, rolling out on a Friday, football Friday. You heard it, T.I., Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Adam Hill sits in with Willie and myself. All right, I assume your objective on this one. Your nemesis, Josh Allen, favored by three against the Chiefs. This is the biggest game of the week, maybe the biggest game of the season so far. What do you think, Adam? Go Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Willie? No. No, I mean, I think the game means a lot more to the Bills. It, I mean, like, this, this is a massive game. This is revenge. It's the Super Bowl. They've been talking about it for seven months. And I think it's just another game of the Chiefs. So, in that regard, I mean, I think you've got to go Bills. They're far more interested in this game than the Chiefs are to me. From a revenge standpoint and on an overall basis, yes. And I'd venture to say that the Bills have had their battle a little more battle-tested. They've, you know, I mean, they played the Ram. They went to L.A. and won, right? They lost to Miami, which if Miami doesn't get banged up like it did, it looked like it was going to be a decent competitor. It beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Eh. Pittsburgh was no competition. Refs won that game. Well, okay, they played Baltimore. Sure. Okay, your your Super Bowl pick, one of yep. your Super Bowl True. finals. So yeah, I think that they're probably a little more battle tested. I, I would venture to say. Um, you know, I mean, who the Chiefs? The Chiefs. Chiefs schedule Chargers and Buccaneers. Chargers and Buccaneers. Wow! What a disrespect to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Raiders played them tough, and they they shot shot their best shot. Cardinals, Colts, Raiders. Two biggest competitors was the Chargers, Buccaneers. But I think that Buffalo's defense is the difference in this one. It's better point blank and it's just going to take one or two key stops and Buffalo's Buffalo, probably the right Yeah, side. Buffalo's defense is still banged up. So I, I don't know if it's, I mean it was the best defense in the league coming into the year. It was the best defense in the league last year. Um, they're a little bit banged up so I don't know that they're still on that level. But they're still very, very good. The Chiefs were the best run defense in the league until last week. Uh, not a lot of that is situational and, and how games were playing out. But uh, I think they were challenged. But the Bills don't even try to run the ball usually. So uh, I, I do think it's an intriguing matchup. I, I'm, I'm fired up to watch it. I'm, I'm very interested in checking it out. But I do think one team is far more motivated than the other. Other games to hit. By the way, I'm betting the Chiefs. So, But I'm also on like a nine-game losing streak. So okay. beware. Fair. Bailey Zappi better than Mac Jones? Don't worry, be Zappi. Did you just come up with that on your own? Or no, that's, that's, what all, New that's, that's what all the New England fans are saying. Pats plus two and a half against the Browns. I think he's the same player. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's better. I don't know better long term, but until you, until he's scouted a little bit more, I, I think they're about the same player, and I think the lines are indicative of that at this point. Last week, we saw that there was a little bit of a, a, a tick down in the power rating uh, in the in the line. And after coming off that performance, it looks like this is about the same number as it would be if Mac Jones was in there. So I don't think there's much difference in the mind of the odds makers. So to me, that's about the same. That's, I mean, that's pretty much spot on. 
you're not seeing you're not seeing Las Vegas change its view based on their quarterback position. I mean, Cleveland laying two and a half. It's a small number. Forty three. I'm a little suspect about. I would I, I might lean toward the under in this one. I'll also say though, long term, I don't think that's the same. Like I'm not advocating that Bailey, Bailey Zappi is better, but again, we are fooled a lot of times by instant success because guys aren't guys aren't really scouted necessarily. And the Lions did have a scout on Bailey Zappi, but they also are the Lions with one of the worst defenses in NFL history. I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Although the, the going into the year, we thought the Browns were going to have an elite defense, and they've been awful. So I, I don't know if this is the biggest challenge, but I do actually like Cleveland in this spot. I have to take the Giants plus five and a half against the Ravens, right? Old analytics coach who doesn't know what he's doing, and John Harbaugh against God's gift to coaching, Brian Dable. <laughs> which which one of those will set you off? That's all I was trying to do. I, I like John Harbaugh. So do I. But Giants are plus five and a half at home against the Ravens. Five and a half! Gi- team's out of the gates on fire! The Giants are still a bottom ten team. Wow. But Brian Dable is awesome. And they're winning end-of-game situations, which, again, that was – is that familiar to a local team from last year? Yep. Not being very good, but winning end-of-game situations, and sometimes that lasts for a whole year. I think they're in the right direction for sure. I think Dayball is awesome. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks like the best running back in the league right now. Uh, but there is there's still a lot to be desired for the Giants. Do we have – is this a different just a different vernacular of what I was saying earlier? What was I talking about? I said finding a way to win. Team finding a way to win. All right, but when you say it, it's stupid. When Adam says it, it's brilliant. Okay. Uh, well, that's, it's, that's in his mind. But I also no, don't. I'm not saying. That. I don't believe it's sustainable either. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that being terrible and finding they're not terrible. Being a bad team and finding a way to win is sustainable. Again, Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> there is a, there is a human element to it, and when it goes against you, it seems you know it can it can break a team's confidence when you start winning close games. Some teams, it just freaking energizes them, and they keep doing it. Yeah. There's no analytics for that. I'm with you, Steve. I like the plus five and a half. Okay. I didn't say I'm playing it, but <laughs> possibly. It's wow. The, it's the right side. The Saints are getting two and a half at home against the Bengals, who have resembled at times the Bungles this year. Well, it's no, ta- no uh, Jameis again. They're going to shut him down for the season. What's going on here? I don't know. He keeps getting – it seems like he's getting closer and closer. It also seems like – there's a weird – I don't know what this is. There's a lot of speculation out there about what this is. I'm not going to get into that. But it seems like there's a weird element of Michael Thomas that won't play unless Jameis plays. Oh, wow. Uh, and it looked like he was going to play, and then when they announced Jameis is out, he's like, I'm out. Yeah, but that said, do you want Thomas in there to reduce the touches for the best player in the Taysom, NFL? Taysom Hill? Yes, Taysom Hill. Carrying. Let me deliver the line. Come on. <laughs> Well, he's, he's unbelievable. He is uh, on my unbelievably loaded uh, fantasy team that you're in against oh, me. He God. is carrying my team. What a pickup. <laughs> Did you draft him or you picked him up? I had no tight end. Oh Remember, I didn't God. draft a tight end, so I was like, I need somebody. So I picked him up. I, I wish I had him one. as my backup quarterback. I got your guy, Jameis. Well, you didn't, you didn't want him in the first couple weeks because I was struggling through a couple weeks with Taysom Hill, yeah. and uh, now it's paying dividends, so I like it. What do you want to do with that? Saints plus two and a half against the Bengals with the league's best player, Taysom Hill. If I'm playing that game, I'm playing the Bengals with their defense. Their scoring defense is a top ten. Their red zone defense is a top ten. Their third down conversion defense is a top ten. I like the Bengals. I'm going to go back to the well on a preseason pick. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but now I'm bought in on the quarterback change. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be great in come-behind situations. It's like throwing the ball all over the yard. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus nine and a half. 
against the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I might have been with you about three hours ago, but that injury report is brutal. Like, nobody's playing on defense for the Steelers, and they already were bad anyway. You don't think three touchdowns and five interceptions by Pickett will keep me in the game? Uh, no. Uh, and I also, I, I do I do, uh, I do, do feel there's going to be trouble in the secondary with no Mick Fitzpatrick. Uh, obviously, Najee Harris now says he got a plate taken out of his foot, so maybe he can actually run now. That'll be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think that this is a really, really tough spot for the Steelers. I think the, the Buccaneers could roll and finally get healthy in this game. And uh, I expect big things from the Tom Brady-led single season for the Buccaneers. NFL picks, Willie, Cofield, Adam. I wouldn't touch this game, but if, I, game. I, there's no way you can play the Steelers. None. None. But, and I'm off I'm off Tomlin forever, by the way. He was kicking, forever. He was kicking field goals last week, down twenty one nothing from like the forty yes. yard line. He was punting when they were down twenty one in the in the second quarter. Stop it, bro. Stop. I haven't woken up on a Sunday. Like real fired up. Not that way. Uh real fired up for a Jets game in a long time. That continues? Should I do it now or not? No. Seven and a half on the road. Jets and the moribund Packers who stink in the second half. Well, I think there would be a benefit. Uh, for the most part, you would say, man, they came back from London. It's going to be tough. But last week, the teams that came back from London actually played all right. So I wouldn't be too – I wouldn't factor that too much into the handicapping. It seems like travel has been figured out a little bit. Uh, the Packers should roll in this game. But they haven't showed us anything to believe we would. And that elite defense, again – like we were talking about with Cleveland, just hasn't showed up yet. Do it, Willie. Seven on the hook. Do it. Jets. Do it. Well, the bad news for you is sharp money came in on the Packers. The good news is so did public money. All the money came in and drove it to the seven and a half. So you got to take a shot with your boys. I mean, I, I don't have an opinion on that game. I don't. I mean, I, I just I don't know what to think. The Jets, I mean, you know, you it's, it's one of those games where, okay, no, it's a typical Jets. You play on the Packers, and the Jets come in and shock you. Or you play the Jets, and they screw you. So I'm just not – I know the game that I like. It's, it's, the, it's the ugliest game on the card, or one of the ugliest games on the card, but I love it. Go ahead. What is it? I like the Colts minus two and a half at home against the Jaguars. You know what's funny? I, I do too, but uh, I was looking through some numbers last night. Football Outsiders are really, really good. A yeah. uh, really, really good site yeah. has now dropped in their in their numbers the Colts to the worst team in the NFL. Oof, which makes, is a makes little me bit like baffling. It even more. But yeah, I mean, I I think the Jaguars are going the wrong direction right now. They had a, a they looked really really feisty early in the season, but man, they they have not looked good the last two weeks. And Steve, why do I like the Colts? I'd like to hear. I think you already know. First and foremost, Gus Bradley. Oh, okay. At home. Laying two and a half against that team. Enough, there's enough film now for him to, to put his defense together. I think I think the Colts are, could could possibly be the sort of the, the surprise, if you will, after the way it started. Toward the middle of the season, second half, like all of a sudden going, uh oh, wait a minute, what's going on here in the AFC South? I, I still think they went in the AFC South. But oh, the, the Raiders hope they don't get it figured out because they have they have, they have that game in a couple weeks. Yeah. Do you guys have the stones to play against the best quarterback in the league? Lamar Jackson? Seahawks are getting two and a half against the Cardinals. Geno Smith, number one by PFF. Yeah. 90 rating, number one quarterback, best in the league. I'm, I'm not doing it. 
Eno Benjamin season. You, be, you believe the, the you Cardinals believe, are ready to take off. You believe in Geno Smith. I believe in Geno Smith. Do you really? Yeah. Sucker. I don't. I do. I do. So you're going to take the two and a half at home against the Cardinals? No, nah, I like the Cardinals. I like Seattle. There you go. They're split. The rivalry continues. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of spot where the Niners spit the bit. Four and a half at the Falcons. Shanahan's return? Very angry about 28-3 still. Well, and the Falcons should be very angry about what happened last week. Yes. Uh, they should be starting a game with about three and a half minutes left getting the ball as a makeup spot right now. What's your philosophy on terrible calls? That we should go back the next day and replay from that spot. But instead, the NFL decided to fine Tom Brady for kicking Grady Jarrett $11,000. That a, makes up for all of it. It was a vicious act. Makes just, it okay. Just ridiculous. <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to lay the points with the Niners, four and a half on the road? Niners are good, man. William? Niners got the number one defense in the league, scoring-wise. Scoring, scoring wise. And the problem is I always look at, try, try to look at the, the, that why they have that defense. And outside of the Rams, which they did shut down in San Francisco, Bears, Seahawks, Broncos, Panthers. Seahawks have the number one quarterback in the league. Well, I don't know about all that. But I believe in Geno Smith, but I didn't say he's the number one. And I and I, I said this earlier before you arrived. I was listening. Okay. Yeah. You guys are the pro football focus lovers. I he's a football outsiders guy, too. Yeah. I like football outsiders. He's all over it. I like football outsiders. Um, I'm going to, in the Panthers and Rams game, I'm very bullish on the over passing yards number for Matt, P.J. Walker. I think the Panthers are going to respond. What is wrong with the Rams? Uh, the offensive Their line. offense stinks. The, the offensive line you lose, is awful. You lose Whitworth and everything is falling apart. Yeah, they can't block anybody. Me, you, and Willie would get like seven pressures. And Stafford's on the run. He, or, you know, if he stays in the pocket, he's got no time. And now Cam Akers, I don't know what's going on there. Disappear. This is gone. Personal reasons out. I don't know if he's coming back. So, ten. Rams are ten against the Panthers. There's a lot of question marks. Uh, Willie, are you guaranteeing the Rams are going to win? I'm trying to get some information out of him on our Survivor League here. How are you feeling about the Rams? I think the Rams are going to win. I don't know if they're going to cover 10. I mean, the new new coach, new attitude, new mentality. You, you see it all the time. Um, 10's a lot of points for a team that's not performing well. But traveling cross country, I, I, I think that they're going to, at best, they're hoping to look for some com- competitiveness. Uh, I'm ashamed to say I'm a PJ Walker guy, but he has not played well. It's not, he, he, when given the opportunities in the regular season, he has been atrocious. So I still kind of believe in his talent, but it hasn't worked out. I have not. I have made my pick, and it is not the Rams. Just so you know. Ooh. More NFL picks on the way back. Make sure you're here tomorrow morning. Gooch and Willie throw the flag live from nine to eleven. They have breakfast in the morning to watch all the college football games. You can choose from uh, several items, including the breakfast sandwich, always a classic, uh, chicken chilaquiles, the breakfast meat lovers quesadilla, and the chorizo con papas breakfast bowl, all at Treasure Island inside the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Tomorrow at 9 a.m., it's Throw the Flag with Willie Ramirez and Gooch, live from the Treasure Island, right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. 
Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Put your hand in there, Dave. All right, back here, Trent Ryland. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar wrapping up some NFL picks. Also a couple of football stories. Before we finish up with the last couple of picks, I was asking Willie, Adam, about Darren Waller. Do we have any insight on what the injury is? I know it's you know it's, it's tough in a bye week, and they're Hamstring. pretty secretive. Well, the severity. No, I mean he's gone, so they wouldn't even he wouldn't be around to get. I mean, I, I he might be around getting treatment and coming in and dealing with it, but you know nobody's really around to talk about it or discuss what's happening with him. But obviously, leaving the game and being ruled out so quickly is never a good sign. It's the first thing to look for, and it's been lingering. So, I think both of those things are are certainly red flags or at least yellow flags in terms of how bad this could be. Do you guys ever plan on moving out of Nevada? No. Willie? No? No. You know Mark Wahlberg is here now. Yeah, Marky Mark. What's the deal on this? He trained over at a facility, and he, he had everybody all hyped up. But apparently he left a $90 million L.A. mansion for Nevada. And you know what the reason was? To give his kids a better life. $90 million is just a studio in L.A., though. This is true. So, you, got, you know, you can get some land in the house here. It's nice. It is a better life. You think? <laughs> yes. It's a better life than anywhere. This is the best place. It's a better life than anywhere. It's the best place in America. Maybe Tom Brady should just retire and come here. By the way, if you told well, anyone. He tried to come here. When did Marky Mark came around in what, like 93, 89, good, something like that? Good vibrations? Good vibrations. The funky bunch. If you showed someone some 30-plus years ago his house, would they have been, <laughs> been like, are you nuts? Did you look at this house? Yeah. He's emerged further than, I mean, and his brother, his brother's what? Like, is it, wasn't he a detective, like, on Blue Bloods or one of those detective shows? Right. Donnie, yeah. the former New Kids on the Block. Donnie loved Las Vegas back in the day, and, the, and it, when he was in the New Kids in the Block, and they opened, the, like, when, 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 like, these fests, like, that Adam goes to, right, these musical fests back then, it was, like, five, six groups, and they'd go city to city, Seven groups, and then you'd have the guest show on. New Kids on the Black were the headliners, but the the second act before, you know, the the, the co-head, I guess, was Dino, who went to Valley High School. So they would come here when they hit the West Coaster, and they'd stop off. And Donnie used to love coming to to Vegas and hitting the clubs. And I mean, Steve's looking at the photos of the house, and it's obviously ridiculous. And that's what you're referring to if you said 30 years ago. Like this is where. The, the the good vibrations guy is going to live. Yeah. It would be crazy. Look at the gym. But just imagine telling, uh, imagine just telling people in the mid nineties, hey, that that weird white rapper is actually going to be bigger than his brother was in New Kids on the Block. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he I mean, Don, just, Donnie must look around now and he's like, what, what? How, you know how big I was? He he used to tag along. Man, here's here. I mean, it's just. Oh, my goodness. You just look at these pictures. It is kind of Unreal. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. New Kids on the Block former bouncer Steve Walker, he was known as Biscuit. They made up a Saturday morning cartoon, the New Kids on the Block, and Biscuit's cartoon character was so, it, it was back. Remember the leather jackets, the leather starter jackets with the, in the colors of the different NBA teams? He used to walk around with this Laker jacket. And the cartoon character Biscuit became so popular that they went ahead and they made they turned him into a rapper. And the local music producer, DJ Rob, 
he did the song Biscuits in the house. I just saw him at the at the home, Raiders home opener. He was part of the, the, the crew that brought the flag out. Trying to see what Biscuit looks like. Pull it up. Biscuits <laughs> in the house. Biscuit Steve Walker. And by the way, for people that haven't followed this, uh, the summit is where Wahlberg bought, I think, two pieces of property. So basically way, summit out, lane. way out there on the end of Tropicana. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, I was not chugging in, in no, L.A. No, 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 no. No. All right. One of the games of the weekend, although there's no way this game should be Sunday Night Football. It should be the Bills and the Chiefs. That's stupid. But Cowboys plus six and a half against the Eagles. Philly rolling. Adam? Well, I mean, I, I didn't see in the last couple of hours if we got any clarity of who's playing quarterback for the Cowboys. It sounded like they were trying to insinuate that it's Dak Cooper, might be It's back. Cooper Rush. Oh, why are they being so quiet about it, though? Why would C.D. Lamb not answer when he was, in, when he was catching passes? When he was asked, was it before, after, or during practice? And he wouldn't answer that question. It's very weird. The line's moved, huh? Six and a half. Will, are you taking your Cowboys plus six and a half? Yeah. It's, but the problem is, is I can't figure out whether I'm just, it's like, I, if I, it's a Sunday night game. I got to write it up. Am I taking it because I don't want to side against my team? That's the tough part about this. So, I mean, I have to throw the disclaimer that it's my team. I mean, it's been my team for 40-plus years, so... The Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball anyway. They're going to keep it close. I think that they can actually limit what the Eagles want to do offensively. I think it's a pretty low-scoring game, and I think the Cowboys stay within the number. Low-scoring? Yep. I mean, if it's Cooper Rush, they're going to try to play a 9-6 game. That's what they do. Let's pivot for the final two minutes to the grab bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Thank you so much, Johnny, on the spot. Adam, Willie, Cofield, wrapping it up here at Treasure Island. Willie's back here at 9 o'clock show. Willie had a great question to close out. This could have been an hour to close out the show. He said he's halfway through Cobra Kai season five. Okay. I know you're finished. I'm not finished yet. He was asking who were the standout actors this season. Who do you have, Willie? Mine is Peyton List, who plays Tori. I mean, going into the series, outside of. Well, he's saying in season five, she's, she's risen to another level. They've, yeah, they've all had their moments, and they and she's risen to the occasion. But I just feel like she's really – and I'm only through, which I told you before, I, I think it's I'm through seven now, seven or eight episodes. Um, and they just had uh, Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai to determine who's going to be in the world finals or the big – Takai, Takai. Takai, 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 Takai. Actually, I but actually I, said the name. I, is it, is I, it chosen the right answer? Chosen's great. He's great. Um, I'm going to go with the two most hateable people on the show are now Kenny Payne. Sure. The little dude who's a badass and his running mate who I've always hated. He's always been a top five hateable guy. And that's uh, Kyler Park, the big Korean kid who has a very interesting uh, delivery of the language. I don't understand what they're doing in this. Yeah, me neither. Uh, But I will say my, my favorite character, because it's a throwback to the early 70s and karate movies, is the character uh, Kim Da Un, which is the kind of like the evil lady sure, karate yeah. master yeah, that's been brought in by Silver. She's so intimidating. She is. She's scary. Oh! The only reason why I don't give it to, to Chosen is because he's established. He's been around. It would break out. Like, who's breaking out? It's one of the young cats. But Kenny's a good call because when you really become hateful toward a character, that means that they've done their job. Sure. And if I saw this character, I would give them a big hug. That's how much I like this character. Stingray. Oh. They brought stop. Stingray back. The worst. Like the 48-year-old the chubby worst. fat guy. He's great. 
Now he's all like mentally broken. Silver's got him all controlled. Just, just wait. Great. Just great. All right, enjoy the football this weekend. Hopefully we see you out tomorrow night for UNLV against Air Force. Uh, Airtime, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock with the Lotus Pre-game.